gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Barton, Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotion. Tony Anthrop's what they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split, Off Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh, Lois rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Zing's a good looking man. Quondike Bill, make a chip. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring, and here's your co-host, Hey Hey. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With a very special guest. He actually decided to not Shivani. He's totally redeemed himself. Noah Anthony Shivani. Thank you for inviting me to Conradison for the first time in a long time. Yeah, Lord knows that uh, you invite me to hang out all the time, and I'm just a weird guy, and I won't do it. Yeah. But, uh... I... Listen, I am a weird guy, and I don't know why. I wish I knew why I was a weird guy. Oh, before we get going, Tony, we need to tell everybody about your favorite thing, sex meat. That's right. We're talking about your penis, and if you like sex, man, you're going to love BlueChew.com. It's going to make you feel better about your penis, and who doesn't want to feel a little better about their hog meat? BlueChew.com offers men a performance enhancement for the bedroom, so you can lay the smack down on that cooter. You hear me at bluechew.com. You get the first chewables with the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis. And you don't have to be an old fuddy duddy like Tony to want your gimmick to look a little plumper, feel a little bigger, do a little thrusting bluechew.com affiliated physicians will work with you to find the right dosage and active ingredient. That's best for you and your body and chewables can work faster than a pill. And listen, if there's one thing we all hate, it's waiting for our dick to get hard, right? This ain't like microwave popcorn. All right. Chewables can work faster and these chewables can be taken on a full or an empty stomach. By the way, the online physician consult is free. So it's cheaper than those other two. It only takes a couple of minutes right now of the bluechew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, you can get prescribed online very quickly to recap, no in-person doctor visit, no awkward conversation, no waiting in line of pharmacy. Instead, we ship it to you discreetly. And then you open the package, chew this motherfucker up and boom, it's countdown to pound town. All right. Check it out. Blue chew gives you the confidence in bed. You need every time you and your partner will love it. So what are you waiting for? Chew it and do it. And oh, by the way, it's worth mentioning. Uh, these chewables are made in the USA, the old red, white, and blue chew. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order for free. When you use promo code WHW, just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, and the promo code is W-H-W. BlueChew.com. Get your dick meat hard, son. Don't you be coming around here with no soft wiener. You're going to fuck around here, you better come correct with a big old hard dick from BlueChew.com. Dave Silva's even here. 
Uh, weird. You know, he's come up with every excuse in the world to lay out of work recently. Right. Most recently, I don't even know if you know this, but yeah. he's trying to get me to uh, to take more shits at the office. Right. Have I told you about this? No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I, I don't know that we've talked about this, but I'm what I would call a shy shitter. Well, I am too. I will not shit in a public restroom. <laughs> I won't even shit at my office. I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. I'd, I'd, I want to go home and shit. Well, you know, I've got the uh, the washlet game strong here. Yeah. I've not yet put one in at the office, but I'm thinking about it. Okay. We've got three bathrooms at the office, and I'm thinking that back one, maybe I can make that like Conrad's lair. I can have wet wipes and washlets galore. Your thoughts? I, I think that's a good idea. Well, listen, I needed to go ahead and give you props right up front. Uh, first of all, I guess we should apologize. We're sorry for missing last week's episode. Yeah. Tony was traveling. I was traveling. Uh, a lot going on. Of course, this week, as people are listening, um, I guess I'll just be back from the UK. That's right. You and JR. Yeah. We were in the UK this past weekend. And uh, there's just so much going on, so many moving parts. This is our first chance to really catch up. But it's nice that we get to do it in person because I can't believe this is true. But after making me wait what feels like years and years and years, you finally got in the attic mm-hmm. and brought me a Halloween Havoc mic cube. Right. But that's not all I, I brought you. You also brought what you are pretending is a beach blast mic cube, but it just says blast. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's not it. Okay. Uh, but most importantly, I can't believe this is real. After all this time, you got in the attic, mm-hmm. you dusted it off. And you found and then put in your white on white Ford Edge hater the nitro set piece uh-huh. from the announce desk. Yep. I can't believe that this is from a lighting rig of all of our favorite nitro memories, the classic nitro logo. And now it's in my home studio. What a great piece of American wrestling history. It is. And of course, you were like, I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> Do you want this dumb shit? Yes. And yes, I do. Thank you very much. You know, I, I, I look at this and, and I and I think that I, I'm, I'm glad you want it. And I'm glad it means a lot to you because it means nothing to me. It, it, when I look at that, I think of pain. I do. I, I think of the bad times in wrestling. And I, and I hate that that's the case. However, I, I'd like to think that I can go back up in the attic and find the six-man belt. And I'd like to think I can go back up in the attic and maybe find some formats. You know, oh, wouldn't, wouldn't the last format ever for Nitro be great? Dude, if you had the first one and the last one, and right. maybe some big ones along the way, you know, when Luger beat Hogan for the belt, right? when Goldberg beat Hogan for the belt, some real iconic moments. Yeah. It would be so cool. You had so much wrestling history under your nose. Of course, nobody knew what they had at the time. Sure. It was just a job. Fuck, this is just your job, right. like everybody's job. And, you know, I, I don't I don't have old records from when I had a record month in 2013. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, I didn't I keep that. up with that. Like, sure. maybe it's in my email somewhere. Maybe it's in an old hard drive. But I, I don't know. And it's not important to me. So I understand how that happens. But this set piece is so cool. And, of course, Dave Silva very quickly pointed out that, hey, you could shine a light through that because the word Monday. Uh, so we're, we're going to put, like, a little LED light behind it in the awesome. studio and have it glow at night and Monday Nitro when you that's, walk in. That's be very great. cool, and man. I have to be invited back again. Yeah. And uh, it'll be weird that you've got all this stupid, lame Batman shit, and I've got Nitro. So, like, I win. Well, to each, well I guess so. In, in many ways, you would. At Comic-Con, you probably wouldn't, though, because I would win. Well, nobody goes to Comic-Con. So yeah. That's been well documented. You notice my, uh, my Chuck Taylor All-Stars. 
first of all, I got to give you props for in tennis shoes mm-hmm. and they're not like uh, air mall walkers. I really thought you were just air mall walkers <laughs> and then, you know, those, those Jordans that I got you. But now yeah. I see you're going with the, uh, the Chuck Taylors and, right. and they're comic themed, right? Batman all over it. One right. of your kids knows you really well. Yeah. Chris uh, Shivani got this for me and this is our time. second favorite Shivani. It's the uh, most people's second favorite Shivani. And, uh, it's the first time I've worn them. I'm scared to wear them because you know how you can scuff your shoes up. Oh, I got a, I got a guy for that. Let me you tell do? you. Uh, our guy, Clint from Hershey, he did some research when I got into Jordans. He's got a magic formula that makes the shit looks new again. Really? So I'll have to figure out what that is or let you and him compare notes. Okay, because that's cool. He's like, no, dude, this is what you need. Before we press play, got a quick question for you. How much are you paying on interest on your credit cards every month? It's too much, right? Why not consolidate your credit cards into one lower payment? That's right. A lower payment, a fixed rate, start saving some money. We should mention it's easy with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Rates are as low as 5.95% APR with auto pay. And that's much lower than the average interest rate on credit cards, which is like more than 20%. You can even get the money as soon as the day you apply. How much money? Well, what about a loan from five to a hundred thousand dollars with absolutely no fees? And Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience. And that's exactly what they deliver. And listen, I tried this for myself years ago. I've told the story several times and I'll, and I'll say it till the day I die. I got the cheapest interest rate I ever had at Lightstream.com. I was shopping for a car for my baby mama and uh, they had the absolute best rate around. So I applied the next day. They overnighted me the check. I was able to go to the dealer, negotiate like a cash buyer. I mean, you can't beat this. It was a great experience for me. It'll be a great experience for you. And right now our listeners can apply to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. Now, the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash win. That's W H E N that's L I G H T S T R E A M.com slash win lightstream.com slash win W H E N. Of course, this is subject to credit approval. Rate includes a half a percent auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash win for more information. What you need at home right now is for us to fire up what we were going to watch last week. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm excited about this for two reasons. One is old school WWF. It's the very first main event. It's from February 5th, 1988. And it is the most watched wrestling program in American television history. Oops. We've got Hulk Hogan. We've got Andre the Giant live on NBC. Uh, man, this is when Dick Ebersol was truly invested in the WWF. Right. They went over all this stuff meticulously. Saturday night's main event is well branded. But now instead of coming on late on a Saturday night, it's prime time. It's on a Friday night. And this has millions and millions and millions of wrestling fans watching it. And it's so old school, man. We're going to start this off with, you know, I guess you guys called this before there was a green screen. You called it something else. What was it back then? Chroma key. Yeah. Chroma key. There you go. So to see this sort of old school presentation, it was such a big part of what we all grew up on. And, And you remember this angle as being 
one of the most classic of all time. I think a lot of people consider it the best angle ever that they've ever done. Bruce Pritchard agrees. You know, he says it's the best angle in the history of wrestling. Right. It really is sort of out of a movie. Right. Uh, but without further ado, man, let's get into it. We've got 49 minutes of goodness, a much shorter show for us than normal, not intentionally. I just wanted to cover this on the anniversary. Of course, we missed it last week. So this is our opportunity. Uh, so without further ado, man, mm-hmm. let's get this ball rolling here. Okay. Uh, you want to give us a countdown? I'm. Is that uh, is that that beat means Lois wants to come into a countdown, but we're not letting her. She can stay on the outside. I, you know, I'll be honest. I, I think that's death knocking at the door, okay. and <laughs> I uh, I don't really want to answer it. I'm going to stave it off a few more days. Okay, okay. maybe a few more weeks. Uh, save it off a few more years, so I can get as much money out of it as I can. Well, it was a joke about how it's actually Jimmy Havoc. Okay, but continue. Okay, got it. Ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. About the macho man cutting a promo as only he can got his main squeeze there. Miss Elizabeth and look at the edges of the guys. You can tell this is early green screening. I love the way all of the wrestlers have their own little graphic treatment. It was great marketing. It, it, they were ahead of their time with this stuff. Absolutely. With all the marketing. And there you see the guitar smashed over the macho man's head. Very famously, wrestling could have been a lot different here, man. How about Andre the Giant, dude? Yeah, he was something else, man. I, I, I really, you know, I, I knew Andre. We all knew Andre as fans, as the uh, eighth wonder of the world or whatever it was. But I think the heel Andre was the best version, don't you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, look at his hands around Hulk Hogan's neck. Absolutely. It, it, it makes Hogan's neck look tiny. And we know dude's got to be rocking a 20-inch neck. No, Easy. Every, every bit. Yeah. And there he is. Wow. And by the way, notice the belt he's wearing right there. Mm-hmm. Really cool little piece of trivia. Okay. He's got on what's commonly referred to as the Hogan 87. It's the same style belt that he wore to the ring against Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. Uh, when he comes out for the actual match, though, he will not be wearing that belt. He'll be wearing a different belt. And it'll be the debut of what we know as the best belt ever, the Winged Eagle. As opposed to the non-winged eagle, shout out to uh, Sugar Shane for pointing that out. How about the glow around Hogan? Though? I know. I noticed that too. It's like he was cut out and stuck in there. But you know what? It still looked cool, especially for the time. Right. And we're seeing some big highlights here as we get started branding all the big characters. This is a classic theme, and I just love the presentation of, of the characters. You could really tell that this is more than just WWF production at the time. This has a lot of NBC's help. NBC and every time they would come in and do Saturday night's main event or do the main event, you mentioned Dick Ebersol, he would bring his staff in. It would not only be Dick Ebersol, it would be like, I don't know, like four or five people come in and they would, and they would script the interviews that, and back then the WWE didn't script the interviews. So this was kind of the beginning of scripting wrestling interviews, which I guess is what they do now, right? Absolutely. So this is kind of the beginning. The old Market Square Arena. How iconic was this building back in the day? Great place, man. Uh, Great place. Market Square Arena was an arena that really was right above a road, uh, right above a street, uh, Market Square, in uh, in downtown Indianapolis. And uh, great wrestling fans. And, man, great time to be a wrestling fan. Love the 80s. God, I love the... (laughs) What a classic look here. We got Vinnie Mac on the right looking svelte, got his hair like a matinee idol. And then on the left, uh, wh- what do you think? Is he doing, a, is Jesse the body doing his fest, uh, Johnny Carson here? What do you I, make of this? Look? Yeah, that looks like the uh, Karnak. Exactly. That's right. clearly the influence, what he's going for. But right. that almost looks like a, a Klondike bill sized butt plug. <laughs> it sure does. The Klondike would be more than glad to sit on 
or throw a lady on top of. You know, uh, uh, props here for Vince McMahon and Jesse the Body Ventura. I thought they were a great broadcast team. I really did. It came across, uh, you know, Vince played the straight man so great. Right. In a classic sort of Bob Costa style. And then Jesse the Body was such an over-the-top character. I mean, he was such a big part of this early programming. Well, he was an over-the-top character, but he also had a great rap about him. He had you could he was he was said he was said, said entertaining things that you kind of sometimes would agree with, even though he played the heel. And his voice and delivery, yeah. all of that. Yeah, absolutely. He was checking a lot of boxes, man. Yeah, really good stuff. That's why when I first got a chance to work with him in the early '90s, I was really, really, well, actually in the late '80s, uh, in '89 when I did my first uh, SummerSlam with him, I was I was really. Really nervous about it. I love this classic video. By the way, he's working out here to Jake the Snake's Roberts theme. Wow. Uh, You know, I I just thought this was such a great video, and it's on an NBC. I'll play it a little bit so you can hear it. But how about that? It's Jake's theme. How about that? And Man, I know it's super old school, and I I know a lot of our younger fans would probably watch this and say, boy, what the fuck is this? This is lame. But if you go watch action movies from 87, 88, dude – I mean, that Rocky montage was a sure. staple of every movie. I mean, it was a big part of the franchise. You had to show him training. And in any of these sort of uh, larger-than-life action hero-style movies, there's a scene similar to this. Uh, but they're trying to get over, you know, that he's the strongest man in the world. And look how big and powerful he is. And Well, he was the WWF's larger-than-life action heroes. For, at this point... For years, you know, he won the belt in January of 84. Uh, and then, you know, Hulkamania was born. And as we remember, you know, he was off to the races with mainstream coverage, you know, making the cover of sports illustrated and being on all kinds of programming from Saturday night live on down. And then, you know, the big, uh, hullabaloo or hubaloo rather with, uh, WrestleMania and WrestleMania two. And then we're on the heels of WrestleMania three, but we're marching for four. And you've got to think if you're Vince McMahon, you know, look how big WrestleMania three was. And now with the advent of pay-per-view and it's getting more widely adopted, you think WrestleMania four, it's got to find, we got to find a way to top it. We can't top it attendance wise. So we're going to top it with uh, selling some more pay-per-view. And this is a prime piece of how we're doing that. An NBC special with the largest audience ever. Let me say something about the Hulk Hogan on the, uh, on the uh, sports illustrated cover. You, you remember that? I remember it distinctly. I, I do. I, 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 we were all excited about it, but I think there was when they called him wrestling's top banana. Remember that? That was the word wording that they used. I'm thinking that was kind of a kick in the ass to wrestling back then. Not wrestling's top champion or wrestling's top athlete, but wrestling's top banana. Huh. I, I just, I thought that was kind of a... I think you might be a little overly sensitive. Maybe I, well, back then I was. How about the honky tonk man? He is not overly sensitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that intercontinental title looks fantastic, but he's not going to keep that one much longer. He's going to wind up dropping that one uh, to the ultimate warrior. That's not, in case you're wondering at home, that's not the original... Um, belt of that same design that we saw um ricky the dragon steamboat carry and that we saw um macho man carry this is a new one and i believe it's making its debut on this very night the same night that he's bringing uh the new winged eagle so uh quite a look here 
So we're at 654, 655. For those of you watching at home, we see the honky tonk man swimming out to the ring. And, uh, I, I gotta tell you, I love the very simplistic entrance here I do too, man. with just the giant backlit WWF logo. And then we walk out underneath it. I feel like less is more. It's very similar to the way the UFC brings their guys down now with, you know, security on either side. It makes them seem like a bigger deal, even if it's not necessary. I really like that presentation. And I like it that we just saw the shot of the honky tonk man's head going through the, you know, yep. from that ground level shot going through the stands. It makes it look like, seem like a big event. Absolutely, it does. Uh, and I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to, well, as I've been known to do, crap on the WWE here a little bit. Uh, By the way, speaking of WWE, we uh, we just passed Sherry Martell's birthday, and here's Sherry Martell as. Peggy, Peggy Sue. Sue. Mm-hmm. And by the way, she did a tremendous job. She was great. Hey, she did everything she did. She did very, very well. She really put herself into it. Had a nice rack on her too there. Didn't she? Already. I'm, well, I mean, here's the deal. She has blonde hair. She's in wrestling. <laughs> I bet she didn't have any panties on under that. Okay. This is escalating quickly. No, I just, I just, you know, I, who was more likely to have panties on in this shot? Jimmy Hart. <laughs> or Sherry? Uh, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart looks the same, doesn't he? Basically. Yeah. Man, look at that belt. There's no doubt that's a brand new belt. Look at the gold on that thing. Absolutely. Beautiful piece of hardware. And of course, here go the flash bulbs. Everybody knows what's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we it, it's, it's funny. We're like seven minutes into the show, and there's been no wrestling. Uh, some of the purists will say, well, you need to start wrestling, but... We've been entertained. Well, here's what they've done. They, I think you don't necessarily jump right into the wrestling. You need to sell the back, tell the backstory, introduce the characters, but most importantly, refresh everybody while we're here with your big star power. So we had the Hulk Hogan promo. We had the Macho Man promo. We had the Andre the Giant promo. Then we had the the Hulk Hogan, and I guess it's worth mentioning Jesse Ventura is a big star at this point. So mm-hmm. we got the Jesse stand up. Then right. we got the Hulk. Uh, video and now we're getting ready to see these two guys do some battle we've shown the backstory we've heard from the heel now we're hearing from the baby face yeah man what a one of a kind performer the macho man was yes he was i i I gotta tell you he's the guy that i think seriously seriously it's him and dusty that i'm missing the most not appreciating what's going on in wrestling right now in 2020 that's a good good call i agree with that i mean can you imagine how crazy both of them would be because we both know what company they would be working with right? and they would be next level excited. Oh yeah. For totally different reasons. Right. Uh, really, really special stuff. And now is a good time for us to take a time out at nine minutes and 56, 56 seconds. Now, just to remind everybody listening that Tony, we've got a great way for our listeners to save money. Don't we? Yes, we do. It's savewithconrad.com. And a little known fact, Tony, you helped me help people save money for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a lot of satisfied customers who've heard about our mortgage services here on the podcast and have checked us out. And that continues to be the case. Savewithconrad.com. And we've said it many times, Conrad. And I listen, I, I believe in you. And I know a lot of my friends believe in you, too, that you can you can change your life around. And I'm going to be calling on you personally here pretty soon. Well, I'd be glad to help you out. Okay. You know, one of the things that we do is we not only help people get rid of their monthly 
credit card debt that they've been struggling with. So if you're stuck making minimum payments, we can definitely help you out. You need to just go to savewithconrad.com, get yourself a quick quote. It's fast. It's easy. If we can't save you money, we won't waste your time. But if you're paying on your credit cards right now, you'll realize that your interest rate is probably north of 20%. So you know that's too high. Also, too, worth mentioning, though, the interest you pay on your credit cards is not tax deductible, whereas your mortgage interest is. So my philosophy is if you owe this debt, it's up to you how you pay it back. Why not get the cheapest rate possible at the greatest tax advantage possible? But at the same time, what we don't believe in, Tony, is dragging you out and making you start all over again with a 30-year loan. My, For instance here would be, let's say you're 10 years into your loan. I'm not going to try to convince you to start all over with a brand new 30-year loan. I want you to maintain your 20-year term. Or you know what? What if we could cut you down to 15 years? If I could get rid of all your credit card debt and cut five years off your house payment, man, you're really saving money. Now. Oh, yeah, you are. And, you know, just the quick and dirty on that, if you're saving $1,000 a month, let's say your house payment is just $1,000 a month. Over the course of five years, that's $60,000 that you would have had to work for, pay taxes on, and then just give away. So at your current income level, you may have had to earn a hundred grand in order to pay the bank 60. Now, the opposite of that is go to savewithconrad.com right now. We'll help you get rid of your credit card debt and reduce your term. And that hundred grand you're going to work for, we're going to put that 60 in your bank account, not in some banker's bank account. Very good. So keep more of your own money. Go to savewithconrad.com. If you're in a 30 year loan, I can save you money. If you've got credit card debt, I can save you money. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of how much find out right now for free. We can even approve credit scores in the five hundreds. And by the way, you won't be rerouted to India. You're going to talk to me and people <laughs> who talk like me here in Huntsville, Alabama, nothing wrong with India. Just saying this is a legitimate mortgage company. We're glad to help you right here in Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> and even though we sound like hillbillies, we're licensed in more than 40 States. Yes, uh, so we'd be glad to help you out. Check it out. You can even skip your next two house payments right now at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. That's right. No house payments for two months. Savewithconrad.com. And we're back here. 958. 9.59, 10 o'clock, and you see the music hits, and we can tell just based on the reaction of Wayne Ferris, hmm. who, by the way, uh, I think it was written in the Observer uh, back at the time when Eric fired him from WCW, that when Eric asked him to do the job and he didn't want to do the job, uh, Eric just fired him, and it was written in the Observer that he told guys he didn't give a shit. He wasn't losing to that guy. He was just going to go back and teach P.E., <laughs> the idea that honky tonk man was a gym teacher is my favorite <laughs> wrestling side hustle ever. Yeah. It's, it's a great story. And you know, what's another great story when you talk to Eric is how much he loathes the, honk, the honky Oh God, he loves it so much. He says a perfect day for him would be, you know, sleeping in, uh -huh. waking up, getting a cup of coffee, stretching out, uh -huh. taking the dog for a walk, firing the macho man. <laughs> That's right. Like if he could just start every day like that, right. he thinks it would be. His, his quality of life will go yeah. through the roof. So, so but Randy had such a great entrance. I love the music, you know, the, uh, the pomp and circumstance music. And what attention to detail, you know, you can always tell a difference between guys who really take this seriously and guys who don't. And the macho man, it felt like the attention to detail he paid permeated through everything. I mean, his promos, his sunglasses, uh, the, the, the wrist tape, the, the, the ring outfits, the ring entrance gear, you know, the big ropes and 
uh, not robes, but capes and all that. And then sure. the, the different looks for Miss Elizabeth. Right. I mean, she would have at WrestleMania four, when he wrestled four times, he had four different outfits every time, four different capes. She had four different dresses. I mean, the attention to detail carried through, I mean, to the point that we've heard, you know, whenever he would work a match with guys, he would give them notebook sheets of paper. Hey, here's what we're doing. Right. Do you, just a thought. Do you, do you think she's wearing panties here? Yes. I assure you she is. Okay. Macho man probably personally put them on. <laughs> uh, sure. locked I'm them. sure he did and locked them. Yeah. I'm sure he did because he was, it's well known backstage how overprotective he was with her. Let me ask you why you think that is. Do you think, and I'm not saying this to be weird. Do you think his dad, perhaps being in the business, had gotten in his ear about, son, you don't bring your wife around the wrestling business? And maybe it got into him enough that he was over paranoid, or had maybe something happened, you know, with a previous girlfriend of his, where maybe he had trust issues. It could be all of it, but I think she was so beautiful and really, in many ways, so innocent that he wanted to protect her from it and was just overly protective. And that just was his personality anyway. You know, he was. Well, here's the thing. An, an old wise man once told me, if you mm. put your hand over some hot pussy, you're going to fuck around and get a hole fucked in it. <laughs> and there's the deal, Tony. Nobody wants to get a hole fucked in their hand. They don't. That was an old wise man there. It was. And nobody, <laughs> that's a, that's nobody wants good that. That's got to be a t-shirt. Oh, God. I hope not. Uh, also, I think a lot should be said about the the great camera work these guys did. They were they were tremendous, and these matches. Here's a little uh, inside thing about this show. These matches. This match was not cut live. There was not a director in the truck cutting this match. Saturday night's main event was all ISO'd, and, cut, and they came back and cut it up later. So this was taped a few days ahead of time, right? And there you see Macho Man going after him and wham, gets nailed with the megaphone, which by the way, kudos to Jimmy Hart for figuring out the megaphone. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, would that have ever made its way to wrestling? I don't know that it would have. No. But it is synonymous it, with every wrestling fan in the world. When you think of a megaphone, you think of Jimmy Hart. Sure you do. And I just think it's cool when you have like a signature, you know, we've talked about Ric Flair being synonymous with woo. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, I watched, uh, the super bowl in Las Vegas at yeah. Sapphire's gentleman's club. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, disco inferno for the hookup there. And as you know, you were invited mm-hmm. and you decided not to go. So you missed pop pops hummus commercial. No, I saw his hummus commercial. Well, of course, uh, at Sapphire, they're not playing the audio mm-hmm. from the commercials. Right. Uh, but when flair was on screen, the whole crowd, whoo, Right. I mean, it's pretty cool when you have a, an item, a thing, a song, a sound, when you can sort of tie your brand to something else, it really works. For instance, you and mediocrity. Uh, some people would think that, you know, just you and overusing catchphrases, doing the bare minimum, okay. leaving early, coming late. Okay. That doesn't not really... combing your hair before you go on TV. Shit like that. Okay. That doesn't really hold true. Uh, the way it used to be now, but because I'm, I'm older, I'm wiser now. And that's just kind of a, a, a bullshit fallacy that you brought up. But, uh, I'd like to ask what, the, what flair knows about fucking hummus, fucking nothing. Okay. I eat hummus every fucking day. 
And I saw him promoting hummus, and I said, that other motherfucker's never eaten hummus in his motherfucking life. And you're mad about it? Yes, I am. Why? Because you didn't get ask the hummus his daughter. Ask, Go ask his daughter, has he ever eaten hummus? You think I don't know what he eats? He does not eat hummus. Of course he doesn't. No. And fuck, motherfucker, probably. Well, you know he's not going to do anything for less than $20,000. So the, Oh, the fact, that was way more than that. Oh, I'm sure it was. Fuck. Why are, you, ma- why are you mad at because him? Because I'm a hummus eater. But you I didn't. Am a you big didn't, time. I eat hummus every day in my life. Every day. You didn't. You didn't go up for the the role. They would have get. This is the greatest hummus in the great in the history of our great sport. <laughs> yes. This hummus will put your butt on your commode. No, because here, it's a great butt seat type. Here's here's the thing. Okay. If Tony Schiavone mm-hmm. put butts in seats mm-hmm. for hummus, he mm-hmm. would have been there. But he didn't. Mm, okay. You, the nature boy did. I was just glad he showed up for it. You're you're right there, Jr. I mean, let's run through it. Okay. We got to get you on this. God damn. <laughs> what? Jim Ross has got barbecue sauce. Right. Uh, I, I John didn't... Cena's got pistachios. Yeah. The Nate has hummus. Oh. And, and here's the thing. I think he would argue. I think he would say he probably ate a lot of hummus in the eighties. <laughs> he wasn't sure what all was down there, but he was eating it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hey, go down there and go. <laughs> um, oh, God. And everybody knows he likes hummus. Anyway, we got to get yeah. you a food. Yeah. I, what would your food item be? My, my food item would be hummus. No, oh, it can't be. How about cream chip beef and gravy? Korean chip beef? No, creamed chip beef and gravy. Or just, is that out of a can from Aldi's? No. You don't know what cream chip beef and gravy is? No, is that shit on a shingle? Yeah, shit on a shingle. That's what it is. Okay, well, you know what? I can get behind that. Why don't we call it Shivani on a shingle? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God! We just we just we just come up with shit just like that, don't we? we? Do or you he, do? Here's what I'm thinking of. Okay, we I'm gonna get you to sponsor a dating app. Go get me do what? A dating app. A, oh no, no. ShivaniSingles.com. No, good God. What? Leave the date. You think she got panties on? Yes, and that's what you can ask. So it'll be like one of the. The, the automatic suggestions. Hey, girl, you got any panties on in this You got picture? your panties on. That would be number one. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. And Klondike would like to know if you're clean. Because mm. if you if are. Not, if, if you're not, just swipe left. Wait, wait. How right. do you know about swipe left on swipe right? Yeah, that's what I've, I mean, that's common knowledge, isn't it? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I'm married. Not that you would know. You didn't come to the wedding. <laughs> Watch out. Double axe handle. By the way, what a great way to frame the shot. They yeah. knew that shot was coming ahead of time. They're positioned right there. So when he shoots up, there's both of those banners in the background that say the main event mm-hmm. framed it perfectly. The attention to detail, just outstanding. Yep. And again, this comes with being able to go back and, uh, uh, cut the match later. ISO in every one of your cameras and then cutting the match up later to get the right one. This was the attention to detail that, that really that NBC brought to, uh, the WWE and the WWE's took it and ran with, it. you know, and Kerwin selfies, uh, certainly was a big part of all this because he and Kevin Dunn would go into edit one after this and they would, they would edit the show together and take the, Oh, there you go. It. The big sleeper hold. And look at the fans responding to this. Peggy Sue is flipping out. Yes, sir. With no panties on. God damn. I've never heard somebody so obsessed. Not with only does she not have panties. I don't think she's got a bra on. Man, she got them things. They are there. bouncing around now, man. They are. Are you all right? Yeah. I was just checking. I was just making sure I was concerned because 
if, if they're this size and you don't have them secured, it could hurt her. Are you chubbing up a little? Nope. <laughs> Feels like Not might. yet. The, the, day's, the day's not over either. Feels like it might be. Okay. Could be wrong. Uh, hey, a, a shout out to Matt Kuhn for helping us out with our show. Oh, yeah. Last week, we last needed week, him in a yeah. pinch, and he hooked us up. Yeah, and Matt, Matt did. How much did he charge us for that? Uh, bills in the mail. <sighs> you know how that goes. Yeah, I do. Okay, so anyway, so the title does not change hands. I guess they had a count out, or did they? How about the guitar coming in, man? Uh-oh. How fun was this, by the way? I'm enjoying it, man. No, I just mean in terms of he's got a guitar and everybody knows he's going to use it as a weapon because right. he's used it before. And right. You know, these days, guitars and matches pretty common, but back in this day, nobody was doing shit like that. No, I mean, Jeff Jarrett would follow up with it later, but yeah. And he would have balsa guitars. Right. Unfortunately, old honky tonk was swinging with real shit here. Wow. Oh, and instead he gets in from behind with the megaphone. Brilliant little bait and switch there. Oh, he's going to turn around and she's going to be the, the damsel is going to be there. The beauty. Wow. I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited as we watch this. This is good. This is, this is pretty compelling. This compelling stuff here. Is it going to hit her or not? Yeah. That wasn't perfect, but it was no, as close as you could get, I guess. As close as you could get. That's exactly right. So there you go. Match thrown out or count out or whatever. And these days, you never got clean finishes on main event or Saturday night's main event. They want you to come out to the house show. Of course. Of course. That's what it was all about. Smashing the guitar. And look at the crowd going nuts for that. Man, I should have missed the macho, man. You're not the only one, my friend. One of the great performers. One of the most intense individuals ever. And one of the, the great pros to ever to, to work with. We're going to go ahead right now and take a pause at 22.02. Uh, and the reason we're going to take a timeout is to, uh, well, ask you about the what-ifs of tomorrow. Because if you haven't been planning for those... Now's the time. And, uh, we've, we've talked a lot about, you know, folks that are on these shows that are no longer with us. And that's going to unfortunately happen for all of us. The problem is historically and rather ironically, the health conscious have overpaid and subsidized those who are less health conscious. And that's not a conspiracy. It's just how life insurance works until now. Introducing Health IQ, you see Health IQ is going to use both science and data to help you secure lower rates on your life insurance. Maybe you're a cyclist or you're into running or CrossFit. Maybe you're vegan or vegetarian. If you're putting in all that hard work, you deserve to be rewarded with more affordable life insurance. And with Health IQ, you can save up to 41% because physically active people have significantly lower risk for heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. And by the way, Health IQ is not just a lead generator. They take the customer through the entire process of applying, and the policy is underwritten by one of our top insurance partners. But the savings, now that is exclusive to Health IQ. You can't get these discounts anywhere else, and you must qualify to get the special rate. To see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com forward slash WHW and take their proprietary Health 
IQ quiz. Depending upon your score, as well as other related qualifying factors, you can save up to 41% on your life insurance premiums compared to other providers. Again, that's healthiq.com slash WHW to let them know we sent you and start the process with the Health IQ quiz. There's no commitment and you'll learn even more about potential opportunities to be rewarded for your commitment to living healthy. One last time, that's healthiq.com forward slash WHW. And without further ado, at 22.02, let's uh, press play again. I always liked when the macho man would go out of his way to do something nice for Miss Elizabeth. Of course, for years and years when he's in the company, he's the shithead heel being mean to Miss Elizabeth, making her open ropes for him and things like that. And when he finally does it for her here, man, he cements himself as a top baby face and he's just a couple of months away from becoming the world champion. She was so elegant, wasn't she? I mean, she was just so elegant. And, and I've, I've mentioned this many times. And in real life, a very, very nice lady. And how about this? Everybody talks about her you know, and holds her in such high regard mm-hmm. and, and reveres her so much. She literally did nothing. She just walked out there and stood. That's right. And that was enough. And I think Vince, I think Vince was in his own way in love with her, her look. Well, because she, because she was innocent. She was right. so almost Bambi like. I remember when I, I did an interview with her, I think for probably a challenge. And I introduced my guest at this time, Miss Elizabeth, and she walked out and Vince walked through that entire interview with me and her. And I remember thinking, I wonder if she's going to do it the way he wants. And she did verbatim. And I thought that was just so cool of how she just could do it. She could do it. Absolutely. What a, what an interesting look here at the, uh, the monitor in the background and the desk and these giant headsets with these huge <laughs> windscreens. I mean, wow. Look at that. That's those are old synthesizers and, uh, Sennheisers. And, uh, and then of course now they're just promoting the main event and Jesse doesn't have his cap on, but man, Jesse had, you know, we mentioned this before. He has such great, great presence. Well, here's the footage. I think we're going to see a clip from WrestleMania three. Wow. And Jesse was contending that early in the match after, I think it was a failed body slam attempt, right? Andre goes down and they go for a cover and Andre argues that that was three. Right. The ref didn't see the other shoulder come up, but it did. Mm-hmm. He's saying it came up. And of course, Andre's arguing, no, that's not true. And by the way, on his knees, he's the same height as Joey Morella. The <laughs> same height as most people. But yeah, that was, that was the important, uh, the, uh, little, uh, and this is last month. So that was March of 87. Mm-hmm. This is last month. Andre wearing his signature sport coat. I think it's the only one he owned. Certainly the only one he needed. And, uh, hands around the neck, man. It just looks cartoonish how big his hands are. Wow. Good angle. I feel sorry for his lady friends. Mm, and there, and there you see, and look at the belt. It's the Hogan 87, Jack Tunney there. One of the original contract signing. And it's not a gimmick table. It's a real table, right? Can you believe Hogan used to wear that in public? (laughs) Just skin tie everything. Yeah, he was. He had yoga pants before yoga pants were fashionable. Yeah, I mean that's what exactly what it is—a yeah. muscle shirt, yoga pants, and cowboy boots. Right. 
Step over the top rope, and now here we go, right? You yeah, know, I think we're going to see another backstage are, promo. Could be wrong. But basically, are we, are we? this is a show with just two matches, right? I think there's one match after. Okay. I could be wrong on that. Okay. But I think there's one match after, but it's not nearly as important. They wanted this show to air. You know, and I guess that's the other thing. You don't want everybody... Cause this is way, way, way before DVR and this is before everybody had a VCR. Sure. You know, you were, you were shitting in high cotton here if you had a VCR. Right. So I'm pretty sure they would put a match like this on where they would tease it real big at the beginning. And then that would give a chance for the game of telephone to happen where everybody's calling everybody. Hey, are you still up? Flip it over to NBC. You got to see this. Hogan's going to wrestle Andre. Because you got to remember, this is the biggest match in wrestling history at this point. WrestleMania three, sure, setting all kinds of records, not only in attendance but the actual gate, and of course, you know, closed circuit was huge for this. I mean, they had arenas rented all over the country where you could go watch it on a big screen, and people did. Yeah, closed circuit business was big back then. They had just built such a phenomenal interest in Hogan Andre, and now to have a rematch. On NBC for free, something else. And every time I look at uh, Andre the Giant's giant mouth and somehow <laughs> little tiny teeth, <laughs> I'll always think of Ric Flair because one of the first times he told me that he was hanging out with Andre, whenever Andre would come to town, Rick was low man on the totem pole when he's first breaking in. So he's driving Andre around everywhere. Right. But the older wrestlers were ribbing him. And of course, you know, young ass Ric Flair. He didn't know shit. He's just, Hey, here's what they said. So it's gotta be true. Well, they fucking ribbed him and told him that Andre had two sets of teeth. <laughs> so he found himself as he's driving him around, trying to look up whenever Andre's not paying attention to see if he could see the second row of teeth. Jesus Christ. What a maroon, but here's the deal. <laughs> this is pre-internet. This is, you know, nobody knew like, no, I guess. Uh, how is he that big? Where yeah. is he from? We don't know. Yeah, exactly. I guess you, you had to find out for yourself, didn't you? Well, well I mean, you, you, believe, you shake you the guy's the hand, you see right. him hold a beer and right. you're like, well, fuck. I mean, is that that hard to believe that? I mean, he's definitely got to eat more than me. I mean, his eating and drinking was legendary. Well, you know, he was, he had been drinking right before he walked out here. He had wine in the, in the locker room and they let him do that. Yeah. Well, Here's the thing. And I think sometimes people forget this, but you can't be that size and not be in some pain. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of weight. He's got a lot of height. It's not, he's not comfortable flying in airplanes. He's not comfortable riding in cars. He's comfortable at home, but he's not there and he's at hotels. So, uh, he's hating life. And by the way, look how drenched Hogan is here. He's so jacked up and oiled up and check out the belt. Again, it's the Hogan 87, the classic backdrop. Look that, that belt is similar to the one honky talk man had the front. Nah, it's, isn't it? Well, it's just very the gold, design. but this is a, I think this is two tone, but, and it's a five plater, but this is going to be a different belt when he walks in in just a minute. And the one that ultimately Andre is going to win from him. Oh, okay. So I get, I get what you're saying now. This is a belt, but when he walks through the curtain, it'll be a different, a different belt. belt. Why did they change the belt? Well, cause Reggie parks delivered the belts that day, oh. allegedly. So this may have been recorded before Reggie made delivery mm, or it was, was done the day before, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Because there's no telling when they would have cut this promo. They could have cut this promo at any TV, you know? Well, they, they cut it during the day, uh, early, earlier during the day. If memory. So then maybe work. Reggie shows up later that day. Yeah. yeah. And that's when we would have seen, you know, honky talk, man. Maybe he did his after, right? Maybe Hogan went first. Yeah. That's just, you, you get them when you can, but more than likely they do them the day of and uh, look at them standing. See the anticipation. If you had a ballpark, what do you look at that belt? Totally different belt, yeah. but that's the debut of the big, you know, the uh, winged eagle, the most beautiful belt in the history of wrestling. Really? Absolutely. Without By question. By your opinion? No, it's not an opinion. It's a fact. Now, it's also too, check out his headband. Okay. When he was backstage, full full bandana. Here, uh-huh. just the cutout of the word Hulkamania as a right. headband. Wow. Where where's our continuity? And look at him, brand new belt, and he's going to swing it. <laughs> Don't be mean to that new belt, Hulkster. Well, sometimes when the lights are on, the cameras are rolling, as they say, wrestlers do crazy things. That's true. They do. They do crazy things. So as things. a reminder, Andre can barely fucking move. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hurting. He's older. He's got a lot of uh, uh, stress on his joints, and he's just not in a good way. Man, look at that belt. Uh, who, so who owns that belt? Nobody knows where that one is in particular. Wow, and it's the most gorgeous belt ever. In wrestling, they made a few different ones uh, that were that were dual plated like that. They made one that said a Hulk, Hulk Hogan on the logo plate, and then they made one that said Macho Man, and they made one that said Ultimate Warrior. And I think after that, they were all gold. And there may have been one that said one or two that said Champion. So there's a handful of them out there. I've been chasing one forever. If you have a, a, a ring used winged eagle, uh, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, hey, hey, it's Conrad. I would love to get you a new car. <laughs> wow. Man, how hot, I mean, how, not hot, how red, how tan is Hulk Hogan? Yeah. This is peak Hulk Hogan tandem right here. Look yeah. at his back. Yeah, fans were into it. They Dude, were- his back, serious business, he looks like another race. You could convince me he was Colombian if it wasn't <laughs> for the... That's right. I'm just saying, like... Right. And this is before spray tans, too. Yeah, this is the old-fashioned way, brother. Right. Yeah, this is... Being in the tanning bed. Or laying out by the pool in right. Tampa. Exactly. What do you think Hogan, serious business, earned in 1988? In 88? Yeah, what do you think he made this year? I don't know, $2 million, $3 million? Oh, it's got to be more than that. Really, you think so? He probably got a million dollars for the payoff for WrestleMania. He definitely three. got a million dollars for WrestleMania 3. He had right. to. Let's say $5 million. Imagine how much money that is, too, in that era. Oh, my God. I mean, even from like a traditional sports standpoint, I mean, guys were not making shit tons of money in 88. No, they weren't. Not in any sport. But I mean, Hogan is. Look at this. What a camera shot. Just to show you the size. Isn't it fascinating to the Vince McMahon love story with Andre the Giant? Yeah. I mean, he still holds him in such high regard in Vince's office is Andre's old Halliburton and Andre's old cast from his foot when he broke his foot. They're just props in his office now. Well, it, it was handed down from his dad. And, you know, they, they, they always booked him wherever he was. When he would go to all the other territories, he was always booked by the New York office. So I, they, he was their property, I guess they thought. Well, right? here's what I'm saying, though. I, you know, it didn't end well with Vince McMahon and Andre. Because Andre, if you remember, showed up on the Clash of the Champions. Yes. So 
it clearly wasn't going as well as Andre would have liked. And they were crossed for whatever reason, but Andre still is held in such high regard by Vince. And that feels like a rare situation. And you know, maybe, maybe that's not accurate. Maybe that's not a fair characterization of events, but it feels like, and Dave Meltzer tweeted the other day when, when the two presidents of the WWE were fired, that everybody, um, is disposable to Vince. Yeah. Uh, and that, or, or everybody has a, an expiration date. You just never know when it's going to be. Right. I forget the, the gist of the text, but I mean, that uh, the exact wording, but that's the gist. But with, with Andre, it feels like that, that never wore off really. So, well, maybe it's, maybe it's regret. Maybe oh, I see. Maybe he regrets the way he handled Andre at the very end. Right. And so now he wants to lift his memory up to make it better, make him feel better about it. Maybe he has regret, you know? He hasn't done that with the Macho Man the same way, though. Yeah. But I guess we don't know all those details either. But either way, I'm glad to to see this match and watch it with you because this is such a big part of so many of our listeners' childhood. You know, we've talked about my big wrestling friends, Cole Kublik and Cassio Kidd. These are their two absolute favorites. Cole Kublik? Yeah, Cole Kublik. Cole Kublik. You hate Cole? Well, he went to Auburn, didn't he? Well, of course. Did he really get an education or did he cheat to get it like most people in Auburn did? He played football at Auburn, man. Well, then he cheated. So go ahead. I'm sorry. So this is one of his favorite ones? Well, he loves Andre. Oh, he does? Well, Andre cheated a lot too, apparently. That's why Cole liked him. Cheating bastard. I mean, process how simple what they're doing is. There's nothing to this, but people are into it and we've made it a big deal. You know, it's not a big deal if if you go down every time, but if you don't go down now, suddenly it is a big deal. Sort of less is more. Yeah, the fans are just they're they're into everything going on here. But of course, well, they're waiting for the body slam. That's what everybody's looking for. Oh, how cartoonish is that? I love it when he's kicked. He throws the bunny up in the air. Money goes everywhere like confetti. Yeah, like it's a Teddy was a hell of a performer, man. That's that's one of the uh, the things we don't talk about enough. He was a great character, as a million dollar man. But even before that, Ted DiBiase was. Back in the Georgia days, gosh, what a performer he was. One of the all-time greats. He had. Yeah. Something I didn't know, and, and I think it was revealed on either episode one or episode two, perhaps episode one, of the Arn show. Uh-huh. Arn Anderson you know, dedicates a lot of his career and success that he had to Ted DiBiase. Riding in a car, and you know, that's back when all the learning was done right. on the road trips. Sure. And... Uh, Riding up and down the roads, he's picking the brain of Arn Anderson, and well, that's you know that's it's amazing how you learn things in the wrestling business and, and who you you know I, I go back to my learn I learned the wrestling business from Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes, although I didn't travel up and down the road with them as much as the other guys did. I did travel with them, and you learn things by taking three hour car rides. Or four-hour car rides. Or probably an orange case with Ted DiBiase. Probably an eight-hour eight, uh, car ride, especially if they ever worked you know, back in the old Mid-South. Oh, uh, they were. Yeah. And, of course, Ted had a new car, and uh, Arn was not mad to uh, get that time with Ted and drive Ted's new car. Sure. And, of course, in between Ted's naps, he'd drop some knowledge on Arn, and <laughs> here we are. Yeah, and that's, where you, that's, that's how you learn. And, and I think that that's kind of lost today. Well, I mean, how many car rides are you and Excalibur making? None. So you're not passing any of that knowledge forward? <laughs> no. What a real shithead. 
No, I'm not. And but 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 still, like you know, now the guys they're on bus trips now. You know, right? WWE buses everybody. You don't have that that car ride one on one time. Wait, wait, wait. Where are you here and they're doing bus trips? Oh, I, I, that's been common knowledge for quite a while. No, dude. Oh yeah. No. Okay, I went to. Uh, about two years ago, went to NXT. That's different. You went to a fucking NXT show. We're talking about main roster, son. Okay. They don't do that in the main no, roster? No, fuck no. And when mm-hmm. they do get a bus, it's for the it's for one of the individual biz always. Okay. Like AJ just got one, and he'll let Gallows and Anderson tag along sometimes. They just gave AJ a bus, or he got it himself? Yeah, they gave him a bus. They gave him a bus? Yeah, most of the big stars get buses. Most of the, is that one of the things that keep you away from AEW, give you a bus? Yeah, well, not just that. They were doing it beforehand. Okay. Uh, they discovered that your long-term, you know, uh, sustainability Until, in the business is being able to go stretch out. Until Vince gets tired of you, like he did Andre and, and a couple of these presidents recently, and then he's he's run his course with well, you. Well, let's run through of, that. Gets, those, gets rid of you and the bus. Let's run through that. Okay. You've been fired for less. Me? Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, I was fired for nothing. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when George and Michelle left, they left with eight million and twelve billion. Yes. So that's here, not that's not a bad firing. Fire me. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> fired. Fire me. Right. I'm already fired. Right. Abuse of power. Exactly. <laughs> Give it to me now. Right. Fire me hard. Fire me deep. Fire me slow. Right. Fire me fast. That's right. But fire me to eight or twelve billion. Let's cut in the middle. Call it 10. That's right. That's when, when Mark Richt got fired from Georgia. Yeah. $4 million. Two it's weeks f- later, he was hired for, for $4 million to uh, coach Miami. That's a pretty good deal. It's a great deal. Yeah. It's called doubling your money. That's right. For those of you keeping a score at home. And maybe that's what the low-key plan is for you to be as shitty as you've been on AEW. Listen. Because you could get yourself Listen, fired. I, I know you're putting that out there, I but I know I'm not shitty on AEW. And I that's know right, I, JR. I know I, I know I put a lot of effort into it, okay? So you can put that out there all year. I, I could put a lot of effort into being a wide receiver. It doesn't mean I'm going to be any fucking good at it. <laughs> and that's a lot like what it sounds like you trying to call, you know. Yeah, yeah you're inter- right. Inner circle matches. <laughs> By the way, can I just tell you that I hate Brett Baker? Do you? I hate her so much. Really? Yeah. It's an irrational she, hate. First of all, she was busted on you. Yeah. And then the next week, she's out here talking shit to JR. Right. I just, I just don't have any time for her. Well. Not a fan. I think she kind of likes me. Well. I think she has a thing for me. I'm going to try to explore that as we move forward here. Well, maybe I, she's just concerned about your goddamn gingivitis. Well, uh, if then that tells me she, she likes me, right? Maybe we could get her to fix it, and Lois will come around more often. Maybe well, give you I don't, some let's, let's not go that far. But the fact is, is that it should, her concern about my jingivitis. Jingivitis, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, you like, you get jingivitis at Jing's. I don't know what that means. At an Oriental restaurant. Sorry, Asian restaurant. Oh, God. <laughs> it just got canceled again. <laughs> By the way, how blessed are we on this show to have... So many listeners who understand, we're just trying to entertain you. That's right. Got him down. Uh, look at Virgil. Nothing happening, son of a plumber. Oh, fucking. Here comes the big ooh, leg drop. Uh-huh. And there's the referee. Had him beat. Come on. Look at the fans. Fans are actually not mugging for the camera here as they do. In the WWE now. 
Oh, I love it when he grabs him from the behind and the mm. headbutt from behind. Yeah. Dude, it's execution style. I don't know what this is. How would you describe this? Ooh, a crossroads. <laughs> he had the arm up at one. Uh huh. And the ref still counted three. And look at the crowd. They're all confused. Like, wait a minute. There's a handful of guys really excited. Yeah. They are not Hulk Hogan fans. No. Well, that's everywhere, but there were there were like fans right down the bottom were going, no, no, immediately. Well, that's me too. Yeah. I need Hulk Hogan to do, win. Do you remember where you were when you saw this? I'll be honest. I was not watching wrestling here. Oh, really? You weren't? Okay. I didn't get into it until this, this summer when the VHS of WrestleMania 4 came out. It was a two-tape set. Uh-huh. Look at that belt. Most beautiful belt ever. Anyway, I fell in love with wrestling because of WrestleMania four, my parents rented it for me. And, uh, because no. of that, I've always had a soft spot for this era, 1988 WWF specifically though, Hulk Hogan and Andre, I'll never forget. We went to some, like, uh, I don't know. It was like a secondhand store or salvation army or something. We were donating a bunch of stuff and I did a pass through cause mom was, after she's making the donation. She's like, be back here in 10 minutes or whatever. And they had all these old wrestling magazines and I loaded up on them. I was like, Hey mom, can we get this? And of course, you know, back then it was like 10 for a dollar or some dumb shit because they're old wrestling magazines. So I got to keep up and catch up with who some of these larger than life characters were. So I had all the magazines from 88, but I didn't actually start watching until, uh, the late summer of 88. And so here you see Andre saying, Hey, I told you I was going to win. And here I am. I'm now the world tag team champion (laughs) and I'm going to surrender the world tag team champion (laughs) to Ted DiBiase. So he's putting the belt on Ted. Yeah. Exactly. As he said, he would, the idea being that the million dollar man has bought the world title and now he's the real world champion. Every man has a price, right? Every man has a price. Exactly. But of course, Andre had one line and couldn't do it. (laughs) But you know, English is a second language. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. And here comes the good part. And you know, when this happened, I remember thinking because Earl Hebner worked for NWA right. and Crockett's and David worked for the WWF. I remember when I saw this thinking, of course, of course they should have done this. Why didn't they do this earlier? Well, right? I mean, the real deal is why didn't the NWA think of it? That, exactly. That's- I mean, when you see this, it's so obvious when you realize there's twin referees, we could do something like this. And what a great shot here. Professionally put together by NBC, the two referees. What an iconic moment in wrestling history. Were you friendlier with one more than the other, David Earl? Yeah, Earl, because I work with Earl with the NWA. So you're saying on record here that Dave was a big shithead? Uh, No, I didn't know David that well. I didn't get to know David until 89. See, see, you make shit up about me all the fucking time. Did they ever get you any any sweet merch? No. Okay. Was that uh, some of the things, one of the things they would do? Get you sweet merch? Something I got fired for. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. They were selling WWE logo shit. Oh, well, there you go. 
So, I mean, allegedly, according to the rumor and innuendo, well, fuck, I don't know. You can't always believe what you hear. But what a great Especially, spot this is yeah. where they're, he, he doesn't know which one to trust and who's honest and who's trustworthy, who's on the up and up and who took a payday. Yeah. And of course, they're going to be trying to explain that one of these guys must have gotten plastic surgery to, you know, to pretend to be the other one. Because how else would two guys look identical? <laughs> right. Duh. Twins. <laughs> Oh, I like it. So on that one, whoops his ass. Hogan realizes, okay, you're the shithead. Yep. You took the payoff. By the way, a lot of kudos to him here. By the way, is that Dave or Earl? That's David. Dave's fixing to take the ride of his life here. Yep, right. I believe that's David. I'm almost certain it is. Well, if you could put your hand on his sack like Hogan's about to, you'd know for sure. Yeah, usually. Because you were telling me that Dave had the chubbier hog, right? Well, that's what I was told. Yeah. Arn Anderson told me that. Now, Arn Anderson was really good at, at measuring guys' scrotums. Hog watching. Hog watching. He was, a, he was a good scrotum measurer. Here we go. Okay. Wow. On the scrotum. Right on the sack, mate. Mm hmm. And throw him out. Misses. Threw him over everybody <laughs> oh, straight to the concrete. And Andre just stepped backwards. <laughs> like, move. <laughs> Welcome to WWF. Dusty roads would have let you fall too. <laughs> oh, good ang- man. It's still a great angle today, isn't it? Uh, one of the all time greats. Uh, What's funny is before they're getting ready to, to go live here. Yeah. Here's your other match. We were talking about Yeah, your tag team champions, Tito Santana hmm. and Rick Martel yeah. strike force. I can't believe this is real, but I had a conversation with an attorney here in town that I'd I haven't talked to him in a long time, bumped into him on a plane, coming back from somewhere. And, uh, he said, Hey man, I heard you have a podcast now. And I said, I do. And he said, what's it about? And I said, old school wrestling. He's like, you mean like strike force? He and I'm like, that? what? Wow. And here you see Hulk Hogan. He's going to start screaming. He's <laughs> near tears. <laughs> wow. You can see the hundred dollar bills flying out of his. Out of his pockets. <laughs> this just can't be happening, man. How much plastic surgery did they spend, man? <laughs> his whole face was covered. He looked just like him. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, Dude, he's so excitable. So fired up here. Yeah, he, he did. Listen, man. He was. A penny pension two-time and referee. <laughs> penny pension two-time. And by the way, watch the cover. Uh-huh. Shout out to Hogan for not breaking his right arm there. All right. One shoulder up. Two shoulder still up. Three. Uh. And there you go. Yeah. Look at Hogan beside himself. Now, of course, in real life. Oh, Jack Lanza. He's getting set to go film No Holds Barred. And we're back with the match, the Hart Foundation and Strike Force. Yeah, like I was saying, I got an early Bret Hart here. Before he really dialed his gear in. Mm-hmm. So this when they were this when the Heart Foundation were heels. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And before Rick Martel was a heel. He's still the white meat baby face here. Wow. Just uh, use a pile driver as a high, high spot. And there you go. That's the end of the show. Okay. Two kick out. Yeah. Going off the air, the main event. The most watched wrestling match ever, dude. A two-match show that we got to see, and I think we're going to see a finish right here as they're getting ready to go off the air. I hope they show the finish. 
One, two, three, strike force retains. Very cool. Let Fade to black. So you haven't seen it in a long time. First time in a long time. What'd you think, man? I loved it. Loved every bit of it. And you're, we're seeing all the, uh, did you see that they were, they talked about Nashville Municipal Auditorium. No, you, you didn't see that. That was another show. And, oh, another and show? you're talking okay. about other things because you're old. <laughs> uh, I'll just turn the goddamn TV off so you don't get confused and start doing play-by-play -play on the porn. I don't need to be talked to like this. Oh, well, you can go home anytime. Okay, no. I'll stay here. I like it here. So I was told. I'll just move in. I was told that she came over to Huntsville, went to their production meeting. Yeah. And then you're going to tape with me, and then you're going to turn around, go back to Atlanta. I'm driving back to Atlanta, yes. And then you're going to drive back from Atlanta tomorrow. So right. you would have driven to and from Atlanta today, uh -huh. and you're going to drive to and from Atlanta yeah. tomorrow. That's right. So instead of making two trips, you wanted to make four trips. I didn't want to Effectively make adding six hours of drive time. Right, right. So three extra today, right. three extra tomorrow, right. and that's the plan. Right. I'm a weird guy. You see, I need you to expound. Okay. Well, when you make a doctor's appointment and you get a doctor and you can only have, you know, you get a six month doctor's appointment, you make it and, and you make it six months ago, not knowing you were in, you were going to be in the, you're going to be a millionaire. Thanks to Tony Khan. Be AEW and had Huntsville. By the way, I have not gotten my, my 10% agent fee yet. We call Tony. He'll, he'll give you money. Well, no, it he comes from your end. Jeff Jones money. Give anybody. It money. comes from your end. Okay. You know, had I really encouraged you and pushed you to come to that dinner, that fateful night in Atlanta, last Super Bowl. I wouldn't have made as much money. Correct. But because I didn't press, mm -hmm. I got you that extra cheese. And I just need my 10. I need my 10 spot. Tony will you. give it to you. I really need it from Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. I needed it for all six weeks yeah. that, that Eric was up there. Yeah. Um, Arn and Taz, I got to get those. Yeah. Taz is in town right now. Yeah. Ducking me. Oh, I'm sure he is. Because he owes me. Yeah, I'm he sure he does. He I'm sure he does. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I, I just, just I, I you know, I just realized he's a jabroni. He's, Taz is. He's my jabroni? No. No. He, he was Dave Silva's jabroni for a long time. No, 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 no. I I don't know what we're talking about, but I'll tell you this, we are desperately out of time. <laughs> Taz is not my jabroni. <laughs> I don't need those text messages. <laughs> I won't be able to dial out. They'll be coming in so goddamn fast and furious. So I did not say that. I love Taz. My phone's going to light up at 632 in the morning, and he's going to be twice as pissed. <laughs> he is, you know, he's the uh, fuck the world champion. Yeah, well, I'm supposed to be. Okay. But we'll see what uh, happens. All right. You know, it could be worse. We could wake up tomorrow and be Jeff Jones. Oh, yes. Or have Lois Shivani beside of you. So you're going to the doctor. Can we talk about what's happening tomorrow at the doctor? Just a regular checkup, you know. You're going to get fingered. <laughs> Tell the truth. You're going to get fingered. No, they don't do that anymore. Well, what are they sticking up your ass? They, they don't stick anything up your ass anymore. Well, why do you still go then? Because they give you blood tests and they ask you how you are and they take your blood pressure. And they don't even, they don't even grab your nuts anymore and make you cough. They don't do that anymore. Well, I think they still do. They just don't do it at your advanced age. Well, here's what you should do. my nuts are down at my knees now, right? You should go in and you should just say, listen, I need an old school doctor's appointment. And they'll say, what do you mean? And you'll be like, you know, finger poking, nut grabbing, old school. Last doctor uh, that stuck their finger up my ass was a urologist, which was a female. And how was it? It was just like any other finger poke up the ass, I would um, guess. Did you e-jack? E-jack? Yeah. No. <laughs> Why not? No. But you know how when they... When, 
What the fuck are we talking about? Well, hang on about? now. You were telling me that sometimes Lois has to milk your prostate no, to get you no, going. No. But you know how when they touch your prostate? I've never uh, had my prostate touched. You get bullshit. No, I'm not to that age. I haven't been checked. I have a virginous asshole. Okay, wait. When they touch your prostate, okay, okay it's going to feel like it's flying out the head of your dick. That's how it feels. The finger or the spermazoa? The, just, it just feels like whatever they're pushing on is going to come right out your urethra. It's, it's a terrible feeling. Huh. Get ready for it. Well, on that note, I feel like we should wrap things up, Tony. Yes, we should. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring right now, Conrad Thompson. And here comes Taz. Taz has his phone. He's shaking it at Conrad. And he says, I'm not your jabroni. And Conrad says, yes, you are. (laughs) And Conrad is desperately out of time. We'll see you next week on What Happened When. We're on Westwood One, as always. And on Mondays... (laughs) It's too good. We are on Patron.